This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. So welcome to the virtual healing circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. So tonight I want to talk to you about the science of intention. Because if you're like me, you probably need a little bit more information than just do it and it'll work, I promise you. And so this is, tonight is all about the science behind why everything works. I know I'm a big fan of saying that why doesn't matter. And while it doesn't matter while you're going through the beginning parts of the journey, looking back, it's okay to go back and say, okay, how is this working? Right? Why does this work? And so tonight's all about filling in that gap for you guys. So why is this important? If intention is the first step in the process of growth and change and the journey, and it's important then to know how it works, right? Often the idea of intention is this abstract thing. And again, we are physical beings and we need something tangible to really wrap our hands around. And so that's what I'm hoping to give you guys in this healing circle. So your brain actually has specific systems in place that make this system work. And until you know how it works, you probably wouldn't trust it, even if it worked perfectly for you. You will reject it until you understand a bit more of the mechanisms. And so that's why I want to fill in these gaps. And of course, I'm going to remind you every single time of the three eyes, because when it comes to doing any kind of change work, any kind of growth, the three eyes are really all that matter. As long as you have set an intention, and like I said, tonight's all about what that means, as long as you use your imagination, and we're going to get into that next time when we talk about symbols, and as long as you follow your intuition, everything always works exactly as it should. So you'll remember from last time that there are four realms of healing. You have the physical realm. This is the easy one. It's the stuff we can sense with our five senses. Everything we see, smell, taste, touch, and feel comprises the physical realm. We have our emotional realm that's associated with our unconscious mind. We have the mental realm that's associated with our thinky, thinky place. And then we have the energetic spiritual one realm, the one that we all love to hide in uh, when we don't want to be in the other ones because they feel icky. And I want to remind you that your mental and emotional bodies are the bridge between the physical plane and the spiritual plane. Like I said, we talked about this last week and I wanted to remind you because that's what we're going deeper into tonight. So if you've been to any of my workshops or are currently taking the Rewrite Your Story class online, you will remember seeing this. And for those of you who are new to the idea, this is how you experience the world in a nutshell. Now I'm gonna give you this super quick and dirty version because it's important. So how we interact with the world is through our five senses. Six if we get metaphysical, which we'll save for a little later tonight. But everything you see, smell, taste, touch, and feel comes into you in the form of energy. So you've got um, electromagnetic waves coming into your eyes and that information is picked up by our brain and that creates what we see. You have information and energy in the form of sound waves coming in through our ears and the structures process it and it goes up through our brain and that's what we hear. So how we interact with the world around us is only defined by what we can pick up with our senses, obviously. Now, it's estimated that we are exposed to around 20 million bits of information every single second. That's a lot of information. Now, of course, as the study of our neurology and psychology and the brain advanced, that number kind of changes a little bit. And suffice it to say, a lot of information is coming into us through our senses. 
our mental self, our brain capacity, our conscious mind is only capable of processing about 134 bits at a time. That's just the processing speed of our little computer. So what determines what gets through are what are called neurological filters. These are things like your memories and experience, your values and beliefs, uh, past decisions you've made obviously will color how you process reality. Your meta programs is just whether um, those are your deep personality traits, things like introvert, extrovert. Uh, if you've ever taken a Myers-Briggs analysis, it's kind of measuring your meta programs to some degree. Attitudes, where we are in time and space. Obviously, this would be very different at a very different time <laughs> and in a very different space. I'd hopefully have you in front of me. Um, and then language. So information comes in through our senses and it gets filtered through all these neurological filters and that creates our thoughts which then creates an emotional sensation that's the bridge that will then create a physical sensation and based on that information we come up with a strategy so we have filtered information coming in and then with a portion of information we have to make a decision and come up with a strategy that then leads to behavior so if there's 20 million bits of information coming in one thing important to know is that means you have 20 million bits of opportunity. Sorry, you have 20 million opportunities to experience the world differently, which means if you don't like the 134 that you've chosen, we can change that by changing the filters. Now, your filters, how does that work? What is the biological mechanism of this? The reticular activating system is the biological mechanism by which that information actually gets filtered. And stay with me, I promise it will make sense. So your reticular activating system is a net-like formation of cells that lies deep in the brain. It's kind of between your brain and the spinal column. If you look at the photo, you'll see the little white eyeball, and that's where information comes in through your eyes. And that pink highlighted thing is the reticular formations. So information comes in through your five senses, and all that data has to be somehow sorted. And your reticular activating system is the system that sorts it. So reticular actually means net or web-like. So it's just little bundles, and your reticular activating system runs the oldest program first, not the best program, the oldest. If you've ever done stocking of inventory, and you know the uh, first in, last out rule. So when you're stocking inventory on a shelf, when I used to have to stock dog food at the vet hospital, you didn't just shove it in the front because the stuff in the back might never sell. You had to take everything out and put the new stuff in back. So the old stuff sold first. Your reticular activating system uses the oldest stuff first. It filters through the oldest stuff. That's why crap from childhood is still running because until you do something to change it, it's gonna still run that filter. That's how it's kind of built. So your RAS is a consciousness sentinel. It is the gatekeeper. It is what allows you to experience your reality as your reality. And it's just a biological mechanism. It's just a part of the brain and we can work with it. So it sifts through information and it will only present things to you that it has already deemed important. Kind of like Google ads <laughs> or Facebook ads where you have a conversation and three days later this information's popping up because someone somewhere determined, um, probably through listening through your vents, who knows, someone somewhere determined based on something that this was important to you, so it's going to show it to you more. It doesn't mean that that necessarily is if you've ever ended up with some ads pop up that you're like, how the heck did that get here? That can happen with us too. And that's why we have to be mindful of what we are programming ourselves with. You are literally training your RAS to let you know what's important. 
That's why the idea of what you focus on grows. That's what intention is. Your intention is when you use your conscious mind to change a filter, to start becoming more aware of something. And over time, your reticular activating system will create a program for it. So that's how this works. Your mind, including your RIS, is incapable of telling the difference between reality and fantasy. A vividly imagined perspective is going to set off the same neurons as actual reality. And they've done MRIs with this. Whether or not someone imagines counting grapefruits actually counts grapefruits. The same parts of the brain light up. And so the reason the, your intention is so important is because it drives your imagination and your imagination trains your brain what is important to you. The more you imagine something, the more you're focusing on it, your RAS is like, oh, well, this must be important. Let's create a filter for it so that they get to see more of that, right? Your thoughts plus your emotions is what creates a belief. So if you have a thought and you use your imagination to imagine something sucky, which hola, <laughs> we're all human, we all do it. If you then, if you get that thought and just, it just floats away, great. But if you get that thought and you fuel it with your emotion, like, oh my God, what if that does happen? <gasps> oh no, that will over time cement into a belief. You will start to believe that that thing will happen. Conversely, if you have a thought about your empowerment, about creation, about prosperity, about abundance, and you fuel it with emotion, that will also cement into a belief. This is how you can start to retrain your reticular activating system. Your emotions are what energize your thoughts. They are what drive everything. And your emotions will follow what your imagination does. And your imagination will follow your intention. When you use your conscious will to decide, I'm going to do this, your RAS will start to open up space that you can start to notice that in the quantum field, which we will get to in a few healing circles, everything exists as an endless possibility. The idea that you have to use the law of attraction to pull something to you is actually false. It's already there. You just don't notice it yet because it's not been deemed important to your RAS. And so it got filtered out. Change and growth isn't about pulling things towards you. It's about changing your filters so you can finally notice it. Ta-da! So easy. And we screw it up so badly because we don't understand this stuff. When it comes to change and growth and boundaries, if you've been in the Rewrite Your Story class or are currently taking it, the reason it takes, I always say, uh, every boundary must be tested a minimum of three times. The reason for that is because of the way our RAS works. So the first time we encounter something new, we get the potential for a blueprint. Like, ah, I noticed something. Let's see if it comes up again. The second time, it activates the blueprint. And the third time it becomes a pattern. And now there's an actual neurological relationship between those synapses. I'm going to leave you with one final idea, or actually it might be one after this, I don't know. But I want to cover the idea, attempting to run a new behavior through an old strategy is a trap. I'm going to say that one again. Attempting to run a new behavior through an old strategy is a trap. It can't be done. And if even if it could, it would be so much energy that we would give up. 
when it comes to change, those strategies happen after you've already had the filter, after you've had the thought, after you've had the emotion, after your body has reacted. Once the information's filtered and you've reacted to it, then you come up with a strategy. As long as you're running these old things in the background, as long as you have filters and you're paying attention only to what you are scanning the environment for, and let's face it, most of us scan for pain, how do I avoid pain? If that's what you're focusing on, your your unconscious mind, your RAS is going to assume that's what you want to see more of. And so more pain is what's going to show up, which is why we have to actually change those old strategies so that the new behaviors stick. So some key things to remember. Your RAS is not involved in the interpreting or the, uh, the sorry, your RAS is not involved in the interpreting of the quality or type of the sensory input. All information coming in is neutral. It's our filters that create a positive or negative experience for us, but that information is neutral. Your RAS does not judge it. Remember that what is ever, whatever is oldest will run first until we change it. And if you're not getting the results you want, it's probably an LD, which is a limiting decision. And a limiting decision is comes from a belief. If you've had the same thoughts over time and you have solidified it with the same emotions over time, not only is it a belief, it's actually somewhere deep down a decision. And you can reprogram your RAS and it can take a bit of time or you can do it the fast track way. If those of you who worked with me know timeline therapy is the fast track way to just blow it out. Um, and so if you're not getting the results you want, it means that there's a filter running. Okay. Um, ritual, action, doing what we're doing, doing the doing, this is what bridges the gap. You cannot take things down from the energetic into the physical unless you actually process it through the mental, through the emotional. This is what activates your RAS. If you try to use only your thinky, thinky place, it bypasses the RAS. I'm going to say that again. If you attempt to buy, if sorry, if you attempt to think your way through life, that bypasses the RAS. It doesn't activate it. And that's why you feel so lost when you do that. In order to activate your RAS, you have to do something. You have to engage all the realms, all parts of you. Otherwise, you're going to go out of balance. So as always, I'm going to remind you to decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. This is going to shift some things for you. This is going to change some things for you. This is going to give you new opportunities and new possibilities. It's okay to feel a little bit scary and just decide that you want it more than you are afraid of. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available by email, through my website, uh, as well as through social media. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation 
and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.